Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Brave Worship, episode 33. You're listening to the Brave Worship podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. back to Brave Worship. We're so excited to be with you today. We are excited. We have another special guest with us. We do! That we're so excited about. We want you to know who she is. <laughs> yes, we do. And um, all about her. So, her name is Brittany. Ooh, hey y'all! Hey everybody! <laughs> yes, it's going to be a fun day. So Yes. We were just sort of chit-chatting and I thought oh we have to tell the story on here because it's so funny okay I'm but, excited um <laughs> so my oldest son just graduated from high school and um I got a lot of tears out like at this they had a parent blessing service uh-huh so I got a lot of tears out that day came home wrote a song like did all the emotional things that I do. <laughs> Got through it. So when we got to graduation day, it was a little easier, but I was really nervous about him walking across the stage. Um, <laughs> you were yeah, like, what's going to happen? Like, I, I, to me, like, I thought I was going to, like, lose it. Uh-huh. You know, like, emotionally. Oh, yeah. But as it ends up, I didn't even see him walk across the stage because... Um, Wait, first how- you got... Okay, so it's in this church kind of yes. sanctuary, uh-huh. and they're like... Don't cheer for individual people until uh, the end. This is never good for me because oh, I, I have know. another That's story. That's a bummer. This didn't go, wow. yeah. It's like twelve years or twelve grades of your life, and yes. you have to save the that moment. Time. It's a lot. Uh. So we weren't allowed to do it. So we were being very good. We were trying to be quiet uh-huh. between everything. We did just go woohoo for like Roy. <laughs> yeah, just Roy. We were like Roy, woo. <laughs> A really little one. My son's best friend. Yeah. So yeah. So they call Alexander Nordoff. And oh, you forgot to say the lady in your pew. Oh great! Can we? Say oh, what? This happened? is the worst. Oh, okay, so we. I have four little boys. I had that. We showed up. They were pretty, looking cute, and the matching outfits. Uh-huh. Lined them up in the row. We're waiting for this graduation. Well, after we were already sitting. Some people came in and sat on the other side of the row that were annoyed with kids. Oh, no. That's <laughs> Which I wanted to be like, don't sit there. We yeah. were already here with all these kids. Like, don't assassinate my vibe right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Anthem and Lexi also sat back there. So we it looked like we had six kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they were moving. They were going back and They forth. were going, jumping <laughs> over. Front, front. So it was like chaos. Yeah. Kind of. And, but we were waiting a long time for it to start. Uh-huh. It wasn't like they were doing that during the ceremony. So uh-huh. anyway, ceremony starts. The whole time I'm like, guys, stop. Don't. Don't talk. Sit down. Don't. Nothing. Uh-huh. Because this lady was like, <sighs> like annoyed and like, you know, oh, no. shooting the looks. So anyways, yeah, we're not supposed to cheer. They announced Alexander Nordoff. 
And what did you guys do? Well, your son. My son goes. What did he say? Her oldest son uh-huh. from behind me. Uh-huh. We're all quiet, like it's totally silent. And I'm like, woohoo, my little woohoo. And her oldest son goes, "That's how you do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He screams it. He screams it. And I was mortified. Oh my gosh. But it was the funniest. It was like, it made that moment that I thought was going to be so hard Uh hilarious. Like, only he can do. So we're like, wait, did he cross over the stage or not? Because we were all like ducking down by this point. So the only person that saw it was your son, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he's 11, but he just doesn't care what anyone thinks. Not for a second. He's like, I am going to yell for my cousin. I don't care. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, It pretty much sums up all their personalities (laughs) in that story. Meanwhile, Alex is probably like... Like, do I still get my diploma? Yes. <laughs> Am I going to get in trouble for this? What's going to happen? Oh, my God. Love it. That is family That's to the core. Family. Love yeah. it. That's our yes. family. Yes. Yep. We grew up, up, just so you know, we were just talking about, uh-huh. you were grew up an only child. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we grew up in a family of six, so we actually have two other siblings. Oh, wow. So, so good. It was always chaos in our house growing mm-hmm. up, pretty much, right? Yeah. So we're just kind of used wow. to it. <laughs> We just roll with it. it. And now we have, what, 20 in our family with all the kids or something? Oh, yeah. More than 27 or something. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we have 14 I'm not good with the numbers. How many kids do we have? 14 grandkids. 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. Yeah. You not you between the four oh. our four siblings the four of us oh okay I was like what yeah. I didn't know this this yeah. is news to me yeah. what it's that a is family awesome. but we grew up like, beautiful both sides of our family were huge so oh, both okay. of our parents came from families of six siblings we had what thirty so plus cousins on each side yeah that's incredible Whoa. oh that's you know that's I would crazy. I would sometimes want to trade trade my days just yeah. to experience what it would feel like to be in a a big family you like that just to have that community and just yeah. to have that like person behind you saying yeah you know <laughs> that's how we do it yeah, that's how we do ripping it you to shreds. yes but yeah eric has often said that because mm-hmm. my husband's an only child also mm-hmm. and he was like sort of in shock when mm-hmm. he came home with me <laughs> to meet my family and there were a lot of jims and a lot of bobs so when in doubt call him jim, jim bob yeah <laughs> <laughs> Love yes. that. Okay. Yes. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about you, Brittany. We yeah. want to hear your story today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on, you yes. all. I just love it. And as we were talking about family, I really am grateful to be a part of the Brave Worship family. Aww. Like, so special. And just like I, I was mentioning earlier, just so great to have that community of women that support one mm-hmm. another. You know, mm-hmm. I think that is so so beautiful and just full of life, full of love, full of gems um, that we can just see each other shine. So that family has been amazing to me here in Nashville. So thank you. Um, Well, let's see. I am, uh, my name is Brittany Batson. I'm from Texas, grew up in East Texas um, and um, have a writing, well, journalism degree at UNT. So, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to give dates because I don't want to date myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're young and beautiful. Uh, I receive it. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, 
but um, but moved to LA um, and stayed there for ten years. And um, the Lord allowed me to um, just be a part of the arts there and the industry there. So song songwriting, session work, uh, makeup artistry, and then uh-huh. actually that's where ministry was birthed. So it was quite the opposite. People think when you move to to California, you just kind of like flip out and lose your marbles. <laughs> actually found my marbles in Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. So, yes, it was great. It was a great experience and great ride of life. And so, but that's where worship and the heart for worship and understanding for worship was birthed in me there. And so um, in 2014, the Lord transitioned me here to Nashville. And so just got a, uh, took a job at a church at a new church that was starting. And then in that year, I um, actually started a worship band as well called Worship United. And then um, from there, just God just kind of took me on this journey, this uh, Nashville journey that I've been enjoying ever since. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> specifically now, what are you? Mm-hmm. What are your days looking like? Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, um, I started a ministry called Beholding His Beauty Ministries, and that's actually a worship-based ministry where worship the Word and outreach are pillars. And so um, I am just in the process of honing that, cultivating that, and just working in that, in the mm-hmm. midst of that. Um, songwriting as well, and then just um, just going out and just... Um, I I feel like I have this, like... Um, kind of an apostolic situation where I just go out, start start things, see them grow. And so I love when God gives me a vision to start things and just plant it and see it grow. And so and empowering mm-hmm. others to just walk in their calling. So I yeah. feel like my life right now is is that for others. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You're a kingdom entrepreneur of sorts. It sounds uh, like. Mm-hmm. Thank I like you. That. Yeah. Thank you. That's I'll take that title. Like. Yeah. <laughs> You can Thank take that. You. Yes. Thank you. Um, so what was the church that you were involved with out in LA that sort of Yeah. What your appetite for worship? Yeah, that's that's great. So the church was um West Angeles. Okay. It was uh, Church of God in Christ actually, and so it was a, of a Pentecostal one. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've heard of Church of God in Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the Protestant. Obviously, it's under the Protestant yeah. covering, but mm-hmm. just um, under Pentecostal um, mm-hmm. kind of um, movement. Mm-hmm. And so, and the interesting thing was, I was never raised Pentecostal, or I was actually raised Baptist. Had oh, okay. no understanding of Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. none of that. And so when, <laughs> so when I moved out there, and I knew the Lord had told me to go there. When I went out there, had no idea that a lot of giants in the African-American community were there, like people like um, Judith McAllister, um, Kirk Carr, a lot of song, like heavy hitter songwriters in the gospel community had no idea. The Lord just told me to go there and join the choir. So, and then that's when I was filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and um, I began leading worship for the young adult department. Oh my gosh, y'all. So talk about <laughs> funny experiences. My first day leading worship <laughs> or first night or whatever it was, um, I, I remember I had no idea how to lead worship. I just sang before, but not the skill set or not the you know the the act of leading or anything but mm-hmm. I remember I was like coming from Texas this is how I was I was like come on everybody let's get crunk for Jesus <laughs> what? let's get-, get crunk for Jesus like who what? says that <laughs> oh my, my god so, I mean and it was like a broken record because people were like, like it? what were they no like? they were like Rrr. like what <laughs> who 
is this girl in Cinderback? <laughs> so I had a lot of learning to do and a lot of growing to do, but I remember talking about <laughs> I love that. Talking about wetting your appetite. I at that point yeah. I just when I knew that I was wrong <laughs> on so many levels, I just really wanted to get my hands on so much material like like worship the word, like what does this look like? You know, I can't take anyone where I haven't been. So I just wanted to get in that place with God and just really allow that to come from the inside and mm-hmm. come from the inside out. So that's where it all began. And so from there, um, this was worship leading with the young adult community. And that was, that was my heart at the time. And then um, recorded a project and then, um, you know, just began songwriting with people and, and yeah, blossom from there. Wow. <laughs> now, are you writing still with? Um, are you with Common Hymnal? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I'm not with a publishing company or okay, anything like okay. that. So, right. mm-hmm. just I, a lot of co-writes and yeah, a lot of cool people I've met over the years. Yeah. Well, I met you as you were you were working sort of with Integrity on the the events they were doing. The yeah. The We Are Worship tour. Yeah. 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 So, that was awesome. Um, I met her. You were sort of giving announcements and sharing a little bit about the heart for it and mm-hmm. what, what it was looking like and going into the cities. And um, I knew immediately like that I would connect with you the second I started talking mm. to you. Like Aww. just your spirit, you know? Yes. I was like, yep. Oh my gosh. I love but, um, I love Christy cuz I do remember that moment and I looked in her eyes and you could just see the sincerity in her eyes. It's just like bright blue eyes and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I love her already." Oh, so just funny. be my friend. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes. And so I knew that too. In that mm. moment, your spirit is just amazing. Oh, um, thank you. And obviously, you've been able to help some with integrity in that whole. Um, really, it was sort of a research they were doing. Yeah, right? so yeah. They were going into different cities and churches and sort of trying to figure out um, what was dividing the church. Yeah, exactly. Which is so such a God thing that the Lord brought me on in that. Mm-hmm in that particular, for that particular assignment, because I felt like my heart totally connected with JB and the president and just what, what integrity stands for. And just the, the, path that integrity is on is just mm-hmm. far as like uniting the church and wanting to see us like champion a uh, championing right. <laughs> others and just mm-hmm. um bring like breaking down those barriers of division whether it's racism whether it's like um either sexism and mm-hmm. just you know just coming together and like let's bridge this worship community and that is so my heart so I had such a passion to be a part of that mm. and I really feel like that is actually where we are as the body of, as the body of Christ like yeah. God is just really breaking down a lot of walls yeah. that have kept us divided and I'm seeing such fruit in this city of Nashville which is so encouraging like I'm so grateful to, to see that fruit here mm. and That's people awesome. like yourself people like brave worship and people like integrity music and others that have like that heart to just really just like press into what God is saying for worship. And that I feel like worship is a partly is partly the answer to racism as well. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, and when they went in to these churches and as they did their research, Mm -hmm. they found the top two things that were dividing the church were race and gender. 
Wow. Those wow. Those were the top two things. Wow. So I don't know if you knew that or no. not. No. Um, wow. But yeah, wow. that's what they found. So, you know, as brave worship, mm-hmm. like our our heart has been for breaking down those walls for females because mm-hmm. we've experienced it ourselves, you know, personally. Yeah. It's been part of our story. Yeah. And we feel like it's not the way that the Lord intended for it to be. Yeah. Like there's a more excellent way. Yeah. And then, you Amen. know, um, I think just even my eyes have been open to the whole, all of the issues with race more since our brother married um, my sister-in-law, um, who she's actually Eritrean. Um, oh, okay. So he met her on the mission field when he was serving in Sudan with Samaritan's Purse. Uh-huh. Um and then just having her become a part of our family has given me a closer view to the issues, I think, mm-hmm. um, because I love her so much and she's so inside my circle, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, that it changed my perspective, mm-hmm. having her in my family. Mm-hmm. And it's been so good. Um, I think just family-wise, we needed that. We needed her um, and what she brings. But her heart is amazing. Awesome. Um, oh, it's awesome. They now have two most beautiful ever little girls. <laughs> um, so cute, mm. beautiful. But just learning the heart behind her culture and the hospitality, and um, you know their thing is coffee, and it's just it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and not just you know African American culture, but all culture. Yes. Like I just feel mm-hmm. like in general, yes. like so we good. can learn so much from other people. So true. And the more diversity I feel like the better because we get a clearer picture of who God is. That's so um, true. Whether that's male and female, whether that's mixing, you know, race, gender, whatever, fill mm-hmm. in the blank. Like the more diversity, even age mm-hmm. diversity, like yes, gender diversity. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, excuse me. I, yes, age. Excuse age. me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, as much diversity as mm-hmm. possible gives us a clearer picture mm-hmm. of who God so is. Good. Um, but that day that you and I met for coffee, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that came up, and feel free to share as much as you feel comfortable, was yes, there are boundaries you know, that we've both encountered as females. Mm -hmm. But there may be others that you've encountered also, African-American Mm perspective-wise, that I haven't seen. And my heart is, I want you to be able to share about that. Mm -hmm. um, Because I feel like people need to just, for no other reason, just be aware Mm -hmm. of what's happening behind your eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, um, from your perspective in the music industry, in worship. Um, and I feel like mm-hmm. your voice is an important voice, Brittany. Oh, thank um, you, Chrissy. Yeah. Thank you. And both. I want to know more, and I want to know how we can together break down more walls. Wow, so, that's awesome. whatever's in your heart awesome. to share. Well, praise God. Thank you so much for that. And yeah. that is truly a passion. One of the things with um, Beholding His Beauty Ministries, like that is a desire for walls to be broken down Mm -hmm. through the education and understanding of worship and what that looks like, like in the eyes of worship. And um, yes, we talked about many scenarios, Mm -hmm. just about, you know, some 
some um, hindrances that we've experienced mm-hmm. uh, experienced as females. Um, but particularly as an African-American female, one of the things that I have found that has been very constant has been just denominational walls as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, um, crossing out of um, a Pentecostal church mm-hmm. where it was very charismatic um like very just expressive. And uh, now mind you, I grew up Baptist, right? So I didn't, I didn't have all of that initially. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So having uh, like transitioned into that and then transitioning out of that to Nashville, Mm -hmm. I remember my first time leading worship at this particular church and um, and I'm not going to say the radio station, but it's a very prominent radio station here in Nashville came to cover the service. And it was like this big launch and everything. I remember that the person in charge was not expecting to see a black girl up there leading worship mm. and especially leading worship in the way that I was leading worship. And I wasn't now, mind you, I wasn't like all over the place, but it was just my my, you know, I was free. I felt free. Right. And um, and. They did not even look at me. (laughs) He didn't even look at me. He didn't. And when I remember, like, everybody else was engaged in the audience, but he just did not, could not even lay his eyes on me. And then afterwards, I went down to just say hello and greet everyone. He ignored me completely. So he just wasn't expecting to see that. And I think that that was probably the first experience of racism in, wow. in Tennessee, you know, coming and coming from a very liberal and diverse, yeah. um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and especially, you know, being, you know, out on the West Coast for a while is just, yeah. It's just very different. And so yeah. that opened my eyes to, I'm like, okay, this is not just that I'm a female, but this is like, this is a, <laughs> I'm a black girl up there leading, you know, <laughs> let's keep it real. <laughs> and so I think that sometimes, um, when I, going back to the denominational thing, just I, sometimes I've gotten categorized or put in the box or, you know, that's, or she's Pentecostal or, you know, she's, you know, if I speak in tongues, it's like, oh, well that's, we don't do that over here. You know, that type of thing. And I'm like, what? This is, this is Bible. It doesn't matter if you are charismatic. It doesn't matter if you are Baptist, if Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit, you Mm -hmm. know? And I just feel like, um, if we, stop using our eyes to like case people, our Mm. natural eyes and just open up the eyes of our hearts to welcome people. I feel like we can be more um, open to what God is saying as Mm -hmm. far as bridging personalities and bridging styles and worship and even writing styles and just, you know, singing styles. It's just, we can come together. So I felt like that was a, that was you know, that was kind of a bummer that day, but that opened my eyes to something um, greater um, than than myself and what God is saying. Um, I will say that um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I've toned it down a lot being here in, in, in the South, but I used to wear like colors out the wazoo, like big feather earrings, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Aww. beats in my hair. Like I was just like the artist girl, you know, just love the creative arts, love color. And so I felt like that was an adjustment too, because I was really expressive in that. And so I felt like that was, um, I don't know if that's a, a cultural thing or I don't mm-hmm. know if that, I don't know, but it was, that was an adjustment to make mm-hmm. as well. Um, 
One thing about I've noticed about diversity, um, <laughs> and I've experienced it on both ends, on like one side of the worship team, like just being a participant, like a, just a worship singer mm-hmm. or a worship leader. And that is, I think oftentimes we we see diversity as just having one token up there, like mm-hmm. on the stage. Okay, we have to make this look diverse. So let's have a black girl up there. Mm-hmm. Let's have a black guy yeah. on the base, you know, which yeah. is typical. Or let's have, um, you know, let's have, just let's try and mix it up. But that is, that's surface. And I feel like when mm-hmm. the church moves beyond just what we see again from the natural yeah. perspective, but really just engaging and commu- being in community with that other um, ethnicity and race, Mm -hmm. then that the heart of that is going to be translated. So it won't look Mm -hmm. like it won't look um, staged. It won't look purposed, but it'll be authentic. And I feel like that's the next level. Like Mm -hmm. that's the next level we have to go. We have to get to. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that big time. And I see the same exact thing, both Mm -hmm. in the business world and in the church world where we, there is a conscious effort to bring in different perspectives and to bring in diversity in male and female. Mm-hmm. But you can literally sometimes, I don't know why, but I feel like God lets me open my eyes to that a lot mm-hmm. in scenarios. There was one not too long ago, I was at a conference and literally there was one African American on every single panel. Exactly <laughs> one, you know, mm-hmm. and I know the heart behind the people who plan those panels. Mm-hmm. And it was a heart because we want to include, we want um, anyone to be able to look up there and identify mm-hmm. with somebody, you mm-hmm. know, in some way. And, um, but then you're right. It's like, it does feel staged. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it feels authentic. And even though the heart behind it was awesome, mm-hmm. the reality was we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. We're not where it's an authentic representation mm-hmm. of what's happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. so that when people go and they look, mm-hmm. they just get to see that. That's mm-hmm. who we are, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. So girl. it's, it's a weird balance because there's an intentionality to mm-hmm. it, but then there's also mm-hmm. this piece where like, but you want, you want authenticity mm-hmm. too, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you really do. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to try and shield the names just for protective purposes. But I had a conversation with um, a man, he was older, um, older white man. And one thing that he said was so profound. He said, and he's a leader in his church Mm -hmm. and um, like high in leadership. And he was like, you know, they were looking for uh, a black male to be a part of the church. And it was, um, you know, again, to have that representation and that, um, you know, connectivity, but they were looking for just like, okay, we need a black person up here or we need, you know, we need a, this person up here, you know, just to say that we have, we're diverse. Mm -hmm. Um, however, um, the, the truth of the matter is that if that quote unquote black man or black woman, if that was in a place of power, and of leadership, like over them, yeah. would they really be okay with that? Mm-hmm. They're okay if they're just a part and in the midst and mm-hmm. up there, you know, and I'll just bring it back to worship up there yeah. on the worship team. And, you know, they're kind of tucked away. But in reality, if they were leading, if like, if I was, wow. if I was in charge, yeah. if I was pastoring over that, or if I was, then would would that be okay for for the mass wow. masses? Yikes. And that is that is convicting right yes. there. Yep. And so it's it's I feel like we have to be at a point at in the church and just, you mm-hmm. know, just where we are 
the, as the body of Christ, we have to get to a point to where we, we don't care what, who's up there, yes. like what color is up there, Asian, right. um, African, you know, African American, um, yeah. we don't care Indian, but if mm-hmm. we have to trust, um, that they are led of the spirit, we have to trust what God is yeah. doing in this dispensation. So mm-hmm. it was eye opening and especially to hear that from, you know, a exactly. white male. Yeah. <laughs> I know, well, it's really I good. I feel like that I can relate to that in mm-hmm. some ways from a female perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I've been in that place many times where mm-hmm. I feel like um, my leadership is not welcome, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but my participation in the background is welcome. Mm-hmm. Or in you a know? picture mm-hmm. when yeah. they need, you know, they mm-hmm. want to make sure that they have a female in the picture. Exactly. But do you really have a voice or but are you just. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's still happening today. Absolutely. And that happens still. Wow. Um, many times. Wow. Which is interesting. It's shocking, actually. It is. I just, um, I wrote on our blog a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. just an article talking about there's been so many things happening with females in leadership in Mm -hmm. the church and Mm -hmm. just addressing just a little bit of it. But one of the things I shared was I had this amazing masterclass in college. Mm -hmm. This lady shared all the evidence, basically, that women uh, got... Jesus set women up mm-hmm. for leadership and just so many cool things. I didn't even pay attention. I was like, mm-hmm. why are we even in this class? This is a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really, and I, I, I shared that I wish I would have taken better notes. I wish mm-hmm. I still had my <laughs> papers from that because it was so yeah. in-depth and so good. But at the time, I just remember thinking like, now we dealt with this. This is over. We're yeah. done with it. But I really honestly didn't um, face a lot of, uh, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Oppression? Or, or yeah, or just opposition. even, yeah, being mm-hmm. a female in leadership, even in the yeah. church world, until more recent years. Wow. Yeah, I was very shielded from it in a lot of my positions and uh-huh. a lot of the cities I was in. I just didn't have to face it a lot. Yeah. And yeah. so when you start to realize there's all these pockets and places where these things are still happening. And it yeah. matters where you are. It does. I'm oh sorry. Oh, my gosh. It, it really matters. does. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Um, it's been it's been a blessing, though, that, I feel like the timing that God has sent me here to Nashville has uh-huh. just been very key because there is a breaking. I just want to yes. be encouraging in that. Yes. Like this is, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Like this is no. really, I feel encouraging that to know that there is a, there is a shifting happening yeah. mm-hmm. um, in the female movement, yes. even in, as we kind of talked about mm-hmm. before, even in the prophetic movement for women to kind of step up and, and take their, um, rightful place, their mantle, yeah. and also just in worship, there there is a breaking of that, and mm-hmm. I feel like there is there is a generation that's rising up, and they're like, "What? We don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Like, we just want the spirit. We just want love. Yeah. You know, we just want to we want to see the spirit move. And so, yeah. and it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Right. Um, so, I think that Nashville is on the verge and on the cusp of crossing into something really fresh yes. and really new, mm-hmm. um, um, racial. Yeah. and and denominationally mm-hmm. and um and um also gender wise as well yeah. so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of exciting to see the turn yeah. and i think um and another thing as well people like yourselves brave worship people like integrity music people that have like a voice in the industry mm-hmm. um and and other and entities as well i feel like you guys are paving the way for that mm-hmm. and so just being conscious and 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 having that perspective i love yeah. that word cuz it is about perspective mm-hmm. i think that is so key to 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 that key turn and just that transition of where we're headed mm-hmm. heading um cuz this is um, because 
at the end of the day, you know, the Lord's coming back for a bride. He's not coming back for a a black bride, a white bride. (laughs) He's not coming back for, you know, red bride, anything (laughs) like that. He's coming back for a bride and we are all unified. We'll all be together. It's going to be beautiful. And I think in some ways, yes, when we get there, we'll understand it all. Yeah. You know, but Mm. I, I think... Like you said, there's a shift that's happening here. And I, I almost am hungry for it, even in worship specifically. Yes. For more diversity, not just on the stage, but in the yeah. songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? come on, Chrissy. Come yeah, on. This is so good, girl. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good. If you're saying, because what you said earlier made me remember that, because... Um, when we were talking earlier about how worship, you said worship will be part of what helps with the race thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it could do that if we would add diversity in mm-hmm. our music, mm-hmm. not just on the stage. Girl. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. That's, that's the real deal, right? Like that's doing life together. Yes. Being able to embrace the uh, one another's differences without being like having a feeling of inferiority yeah. or like insecure, threatened. threatened, you know, in the, in the gospel world, I've been blessed to have kind of like insight, <clears throat> excuse me, on both ends. Yeah. And so in the gospel world, you know, it's very rhythm heavy. So mm-hmm. musically, you know, the bass is just going for keyboard yes. heavy as opposed to Nashville or in a more, um, quote unquote, and I hate to use this, but in, in that way of a worship driven yeah. environment, you have, you have guitar. Guitar is like yeah. the yeah, idol right. instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but it, wouldn't it be beautiful to see all of this fused together yes. and just working together? So you have the 6415 going on over mm-hmm. here, and then you have like all of the scales and the, you know, the riffs yeah. going on, but done tastefully and yeah. done under the anointing. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it's done, when the Holy Spirit puts it together, it'll be yeah. so beautiful. So I think That's embracing that is, girl, yes, girl, right. yes. I'll be shouting over here and somebody will be laying prostrate over here. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, we just gotta get it in up there. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, we will. Mm-hmm. So, so I would good. say that phrase right now that you said, but I don't remember what it was. What? Oh, what, what was it, girl? Get, what did you say? Crunk. Yeah. Oh, get crunk for Jesus! <laughs> yes! That's it. Oh, Jesus. That's amazing. Oh, oh wow. Well, um,. Thank you, uh, Brittany, so much for sharing your heart and just for being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and just know that as we continue to walk forward in friendship, um, we continue to want to know what your heart is and what you're seeing. And mm-hmm. and we want to help share that. Oh, you know? awesome. I just feel like God could use you as just a way to to sort of, you know bringing some hammers for that. Well, I'm so blessed. And I thank you so much for having me and just being open to, to just this, the dynamic of uh, conversation. And I'll end by saying that I feel like one practical step to, for us to move into Mm -hmm. is really, as you said, just having intentionality about bridging that gap and about Mm -hmm. 
um, let, hey, let's go for coffee. Like let's let's like taking someone that doesn't look like you and just sitting them down and just understanding. Yeah. Um, I'm friends with um, Christy Knuckles, and we are very intentional about just meeting. Like mm-hmm. let's just talk. Let's just. I want to yeah. get to know you. I want to understand the world that you came out of. I want to. She wants to understand who I am and how I. You know, just kind of my history. And that's yeah. how just talking, just getting mm-hmm. to know one another. Because what's going to happen, those staged moments, is going to. that's when it becomes authentic. Because mm-hmm. my relationship with you at Frothy Monkey is going to turn mm-hmm. into, oh, yeah, I know Chrissy. You know, we, we hung out. And so now we have that bond. And, mm-hmm. and just getting to know, like, some of the struggles. It's, that's how we overcome. And so I just be, you know, just be mindful. Just grab a friend, grab reach someone, out. reach out and just start developing that community and continue. If you've already done it, continue that community and strengthen it because that's really going to um, it's going to show up uh, in the in the in the years to come in our church. I love it. I, to- I couldn't agree anymore. I think it starts in the home. I think it starts mm-hmm. at the coffee shop. And yeah. You know, that's how you make those changes. It's yeah, not it's always just an announcement someone makes at Absolutely. church and, <laughs> and everyone tries to do, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Very so true. Good. So good. I so, love that. I love today. I love it today. This is this is awesome. Yeah. Beginning of good. something amazing. Yes, yeah. for sure. Thank you. Thank so you. if people want to connect with you, can you give us where they may be able to find you or information about your music. Oh, sure. Come on, y'all. Just let's join this bandwagon together. (laughs) Yes. um, I mean, I'm on Instagram, uh, Brittany Batson. So you can find me there. My website is BrittanyBatson.com. And um, not on Twitter so much lately, but on IG and and Facebook as well. So Brittany Batson official. Instagram. Instagram. Yep, 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 yep. So there, or you could just Google me and then some music will pop up. (laughs) (laughs) That works too. It's awesome. Well, I'll be you guys' friend. I love you all. Love you all so much. (laughs) We'll keep you guys posted on if she does any live events too. We'll post it on her page. So, yeah, sounds good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Worship. <laughs> All right, guys, you can connect with us at braveworship.com or on Facebook or Instagram as Brave Worship. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. 
It's an intensive course in a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.